Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. What's up, Ocean Hills? It's Mother's Day. It's John Ireland here to welcome all of you to our gathering this morning. We're so pumped. Uh, we got a great, great service gathering planned for you. We're going to worship God in song through the teaching of His Word this morning. We've got this creative, really special uh, reading for all moms. We're pumped about what God's going to do through our time together this morning. We're honored that you would tune in with us, and we know we got people from all over. I personally want to say to my mom, because I know you're watching, Mom, happy Mother's Day up in the Bay Area, San Francisco area. So uh, let's worship God together. We're so glad that you've joined us. In Psalm 143, it says, Let me hear of your unfailing love to me in the morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I have come to you in prayer. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. And that is our prayer this morning. Just reminds us that our God is trustworthy. And even though maybe sometimes these days we don't feel like we're on a firm footing, He is that firm footing. He is that foundation that we can trust. Let's sing this together. Would you lift your voices with us? Lift your spirits. Sing it out wherever you're at. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. Live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. Live for you. Trust in you alone and 
sink in as we sing it as well. trust in you. We're staking our claim in your firm footing, in your spirit's leading, in your unfailing love. Lord, help us sink down into the truth of who you are so that we can sing, it is well, no matter what comes, no matter what we face, no matter how shaky we may feel, we will not be shaken because you are the one that we trust. You are the one that we follow. We love you, Jesus. We give you this time. In your name, amen. Dear moms, and by that I mean those who have mothered, for I have been mothered by many. I had to be carried long after those first nine months, so I speak to the great chain of moms passing along a baby in a basket. We have always done this. From the mom of Moses who surrendered her child to save him, to the river that carried him, to the princess who saw him, to the sister who suggested that his birth mom nurse him until the princess could raise him in a castle. This mom stuff has never been simple. An ensemble story full of nuance, sacrifice, loss, and uncertainty. That's what makes today hard. An exhausting job description. None of this fits on a card. And yet, it's so nice to get a note that somebody wrote. So, dear moms, some of us want to celebrate you. Some of us want to become one of you. Some of us feel failed by you. Some of us failed you. Some of us miss you. Some of us never knew you. We don't know how to honor you with room enough for all of you and all of us. Where do we start? 
This is why we have Hallmark. Dear moms, dear mom, I suppose some words will fit and some won't, but today we say something because no one got grown by accident. So whether you look like a mom on TV or whether your motherhood played out non-traditionally, dear mom and dear all those who helped carry my basket. I should have just got a card and a little plastic packet. Dear those who loved something into being. Dear artists, activists, those who've given birth to something new, those who struggled and labored to make room for something fragile, for someone to grow. How did you know which direction to go? And how did you go that way slow? In a world that loves anything hands-free and everything instant, hidden behind filters, driven by results and reviews, shortcuts and loopholes, bought into a myth that we're in control, where did you learn to be patient? How do you do so much in secret? Who taught you to trust the sound of your voice? And without any promise of any particular product, how do you wake up and surrender to the process? How do you give away so much before we can even say thank you, and worse, after we totally can, but forget to? What is this love? Can you teach us it? I'm in awe of it. Dear moms, dear mom, dear teachers, coaches, those who've nurtured something small and wild, an idea, a project, a team, a puppy, a child, Thank you for the gestures of love that I didn't see as love at the time, for asking about the details of my day even when I'd much rather hide them, for washing soccer jerseys that smelled like something had died in them, for spending time on recipes that I only picked at. I don't know why I didn't like Brussels sprouts then. Did you try roasting them? Anyway, thanks for loving me when I was a brat. I couldn't find a card that says this like this. Mom, you teach me more about who God is a gentle river that carried Moses in a basket, the same spirit in you when you held me for as long as my sadness lasted. We sing of God the Father, words have limits, but I learned from you that women too were made in the image. Thanks for all the stuff you did that was separate from me, for showing me that you could serve and love and still be your own whole. Dear moms, dear mom, dear anyone who's let something go, thank you for releasing me so that I too could grow whole for shedding ideas of who you thought I would be in order to receive who I am, for all the times you let me decide. Thank you for letting me go to Brittany Fisher's after prom. Nothing bad happened and I had a really good time. For pushing me to lead long before I was ready, for space to fail, to fall, be a little unsteady. Thank you for dropping me off at kindergarten, college, and the church where I got married. I still need you even if I no longer need to be carried. But thanks for all those scary days when you put a basket in the river, gave it a nudge, and prayed. Which reminds me, dear moms with regrets and moms far away, dear precious moms of children who've strayed, dear moms who won't get a card this year, dear anyone building new worlds for our children, dear moms in fear of the world that we're giving them, dear moms risking everything in order to save them, dear moms on the edge, may the river carry you today. I think that's what I'd like my card to say. May you feel mothered once again. May you feel the spirit moving in, holding you close for as long as this lasts, for as long as you are. Dear mom and dear all who enter into this absurd contract, all who dare to love, nurture, and release, all who tend to the emerging of things, I wrote you this letter, not much better than something store-bought. It's not enough, nothing ever will be. You've always been so far ahead of me. I'll leave it to the river and hope it catches up with you. No matter where you are, no matter where we stand, 
If not today, some unremarkable day, may you stumble into grace and may this fill you up, that you are loved, that it mattered, that it is enough. Good morning, Ocean Hills. I'm just stuck on that phrase we just heard, stumbled into grace, not stumbled into religion, not stumbled into rule following, not stumbled into becoming a self-righteous, I'm better than everybody else, per stumbled into grace, the unfailing love of God, the, the love that keeps chasing after us, not to condemn us, but to rescue us, the God who comes, the God of all comfort. And that's what we're going to talk today about the God of all comfort. And when we think about comfort, I don't know about you, but I think about moms. And here it is, Mother's Day. Moms are typically the ones in the family who bring the comfort to the kids. And I'm so grateful for my mom. And this week I've had just some chance to soak in and reflect on how my mom brought comfort into my life as a kid growing up. And I think about third, fourth, fifth grade, staying home sick with the flu on Gun Drive in Oakland, California. And it was my mom who was there who cooked the chicken noodle soup, who wrapped a blanket around me, who said, stay here on the couch and just, you're staying home and getting better. And, and there was comfort in that presence, in that care that she brought as she watched over me. And then there was a kind of with me, in it with me, feeling that I got from my mom. I was a paper boy in Oakland for the Oakland Tribune. And, and I don't know if it was sixth or seventh grade, but I remember Christmas morning, you had to have those papers out at 6 a.m. And I remember my mom getting up at the crack of dawn, 5 a.m., and driving me all around the neighborhood to deliver my papers. And you know what? There was comfort in that, that I wasn't alone, that she was with me, in it with me. And then there was a kind of uh, wonder and uh, Maybe wings is the word. She gave me my wings. I, when I was 15, I wanted to go live in Canada. I wanted to be a pro hockey player. I said, Mom, I, I want to go and live in Calgary, Alberta and play hockey. And you know what? She said, yes, let's make it happen. She believed in me. She supported my dreams. And, and in that, that kind of giving me my wings to fly, there was comfort in that. And when we graduated from high school, all three of us kids, my mom said, I'm giving you wheels. You're each are going to get a car. She spent like two grand on a car for each of us and said, I want you to be independent. I want you to be able to go to school, college, get a job and not be dependent on others. And you got to have a car to do that. And she provided that. And you know what? There was comfort in that. I'm going to blow your mind right now. I'm going to read a verse for you that I'll bet you you don't have underlined in your Bible. Isaiah 66, 13. Check this out. It's the word of God to you and to me, to the people of Israel that were in exile. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. That's the word of the Lord. Now, for some of us, we're going, wait, wait, wait. I thought it was our Father who art in heaven. Now I was talking about 
God is a mother. You know, God's not bound by gender. Let's not get hung up on that. We're finite. He uses language so we can connect with him. He uses metaphors and images so we can connect with him. But God is spirit. And so he says, I'm approachable. I want you to be able to connect and relate to me. And so he says in Isaiah 66, 13, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. Well, how does he do that? How does God comfort us today in life? Three simple reflections that I worked on this week. God comforts us, number one, through his promises. You know, there are over like two, three, four thousand promises in Scripture where God reminds us that we're loved, that we're forgiven, that he'll be with us always, that he'll comfort us, that he'll fill us with his courage, with his strength. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Deuteronomy 36, or 31, verse 6, God says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It doesn't say he might not. It says he will never. That's a promise. We can count on God is with us always. And it's those promises that bring comfort to my heart, to my soul, to my mind. I know that God's word and God's promises, they're the chief source of comfort for me and for you. But we got to read the word. We got to know the word. We got to get to know this God of all comfort. And I believe that when we really get to know him, we're really going to love him. Maybe today you don't know him. Maybe you've never taken that step to say, I'm going to put my faith in Christ. I'm going to follow God. I want to experience comfort from this God of all comfort. You just simply say, yes, God, Yes, I'm saying yes to following you. I'm all in. I want to know you more. And when you do that, you begin a spiritual relationship. It's a spiritual birth. And so God comforts us through his promises. Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 3, they say this, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters... I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now, notice what you notice. Three times the word through is used. Verses walking into. He doesn't say when you walk into the rivers. He says when you walk through as though you will not walk out. When we walk through, we're coming out of it. When we walk into it and stay, we're not. What God is saying, here's another promise. What we're facing today, we will come through this. And some of us need to be reminded today that God is the God of all comfort. God is the God who keeps his promises. And this is the chief source of comfort for us. And the number one way God comforts us. Let's go to number two. God comforts us not only through his promises, but 
The way I've experienced God's comfort is through his people, through people around me. God provides comfort to support, to care, to encourage us. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 5 and 6, the Apostle Paul says this, For when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn. Conflicts on the outside, fears within. Verse 6, But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Did you hear that? Comforted us by the coming of a person. God brings comfort into your life and my life by bringing people across our path, by bringing people into our life. And it's by God's grace that, that we experience this kind of comfort from people. I don't know about you, but I've experienced that comfort through the presence and the words from from my wife, Natalie, from, from my family, from Shannon, Garrett, from, from family members, and, and also from friends. Quick story. Kind of a funny story, but uh, my wife and I have been looking for a table and two chairs to put in front of this window in our kitchen, and we've been looking for over a year. Well, a buddy of mine, close buddy of mine, you've heard me talk about him, Rusty, he works for Walmart. He said, I bet you Walmart has uh, a table and two chairs. You, you, you ought to check it out. So we get online, we see it, we go, that's the perfect table and two chairs. We order it online from Walmart. Last week, it shows up in a big box from UPS. I bring the box in to the house and leave it there because I'm like, oh gosh, it doesn't look like it's been put together or assembled yet. Well, Natalie breaks open the box and sure enough, there's got to be 500 or 5,000 pieces to assemble. She starts working, she puts the table together all by herself. I'm like intimidated, I'm feeling inadequate, I can't even do it. She gets stuck putting the first chair together. Can I get some help? I said, okay, I work on it for five minutes and I'm done. I'm like, it's, it, I mean, there's too many pieces. I can't figure this out and it's just discouraging and I feel like a loser husband and dad, like I'm supposed to be, we're all supposed to be the fix-it guys, right? Well, I'm not, so what do I do? call my buddy Jamie. I say, Jamie, you're a fix-it guy. Any chance you can come over and help me with this? So he comes over. He sits down. He actually reads the directions. He's going, hey, we need five washers here. Hey, do you have? And he, and, and he starts laying it out and he starts slowly, patiently, he puts it all together. And now we have a table and two chairs in our kitchen. I probably should throw a picture up on the screen right now, but I want you to know there was comfort in that. There was comfort in a friend relieving me, supporting me, caring about what I was frustrated and discouraged by, and he entered into my little situation. And I walked away from that just feeling comforted. God comforts us through people. Now here's the last way that I'm gonna share this morning how God comforts us. It's not only through promises, not only through people, but the last one is through his presence. God gives us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God is called the Comforter in the New Testament. Isn't that amazing? Listen to these words. They're the words of Jesus in John 14, verses 16 and 17. Then I will ask the Father to see the Holy Spirit who will comfort you. There's a promise. Who will comfort you and always be with you. Another promise. Jesus said, the Comforter, the Spirit of God will live in us and He will 
comfort us and he'll always be with us. Verse 17, the spirit will show you what is true. Are you a seeker of truth? Then seek the God of the Bible, the God of all truth. The people of this world cannot accept the spirit because they don't see or know him. But you know the spirit who is with you and will keep on living in you. What's the meaning of that? God gives people, anyone, anywhere, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to live inside of us, to dwell within us, to fill us, to give us power, and to comfort us through hardship and heartache and confusion and struggle and pandemic and coronavirus. We have a God who lives in us if we're open, if we welcome him, if we want him. God doesn't pressure or force his way in, but if you say, God, I want the Holy Spirit today, he will fill you with his spirit. I'm gonna stop there and say, I got a question for you. Do you need comfort this Mother's Day? Are, are you in a place in your life where you're freaked out, you're stressed out, you're maxed out, you're isolated, alone, you're overwhelmed? I want you to know today, here's the truth. I don't care what you've heard anywhere else. Here's the truth of what God's word says. If you say yes to God, if you say, God, give me your Holy Spirit, he will not hold it back from you. He will unleash, he will pour out his spirit upon you so that you will never ever have to wonder if you're loved, if you're cared for, that you have a comforter who's there for you no matter what. So I wanna, I wanna stop and I'm gonna close off this sermon by praying. And I wanna pray a little bit differently this morning. I wanna pray a pastoral prayer. Um, and I wanna pray for you, but I also wanna pray for Wanda Cooper and her family for God's comfort. Her son, Ahmad, was murdered few months ago and it's been in the press and all over social media and here's a mother that's grieving the senseless murder of her son and there's been no justice although just in the last several hours there has been justice that the two men uh, were arrested and are brought up on charges of murder and that ties into what we talked about last week, right? This is not okay. It's not okay for a guy to be out jogging and he's chased down and murdered by some white supremacy guys. That's not God's world. That's not right. This kind of thing has to stop. And God's people who are called by God's name, we are called to enter in and stand up and, and be a voice for the voiceless. So let's today pray for Wanda for her family. But I also wanna pray on this Mother's Day for, for you moms that may be hurting and struggling. So I'm gonna quit talking and I'm gonna start praying. Would you pray with me? Oh God, we pause to pray. We pray to you, the God of all comfort, that you would comfort all of those who are, are tuned in. And we pray for all those who are hurting and struggling today. I pray that the Spirit of God would actually in a real way be the comforter for all those who are hurting as moms today. I also want to pray that the God of all comfort would 
would touch and encourage the sons and daughters who are estranged from their moms. I want to pray for the women who long to be moms, but infertility stands in the way. I pray that the the comforter, the Holy Spirit, would, would fill them today and fill them with hope. And I want to pray for those who who hurt deeply today because they miss their moms who have passed on. Some recently, uh, some it's been years, but the ache and the hurt is still there. And I want to pray for those parents today who have lost a child. Oh, God of all comfort, have mercy on us. And Lord, today we do stand with and we pray for Wanda and the family, and all who are grieving Ahmad's murder, those today who are angry because of this, those who today woke up and are afraid, those who are heartbroken and sad. Father, today we pray against racism and violence and hatred in our country. We pray for healing. God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. O God of comfort, have mercy on us. In Jesus' name, amen. So good to be together. It's good to not be alone, that that we're a family. We stand together, we support each other, and we're not alone. We have a God who sees us, who knows us, and who brings comfort to all of us wherever we are this Mother's Day. God bless you today. Let's continue to worship the Lord as we sing together. God, I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom, you know just what to do.
Let's close today in a word of prayer. Would you join me? Let's unite our hearts together. God, we need your rest. God, our souls need your rest. And so I pray for each person watching this right now that your rest would come over them, that your peace would come over them. God, we know that our hearts only find rest when they find rest in you. And so we, we pray for your rest to go out today. God, thank you for your spirit of rest and comfort. And God, we thank you for this day that we get to celebrate the gift of mothers. We pray that each mom today would feel your joy and your peace over them. Thank you for this time together, Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us at Church at Home. We are so glad you came today. And we hope that you know Ocean Hills is a place that welcomes everybody. We're a church family that welcomes everybody, no matter where you are, where you've been, what you've been doing. So that even means you. We welcome you. We want you to take a next step in your faith and in your walk with God. So would you get in touch with us? Just click on a link and there's a, there's a link there or you can visit our website or our app if you're watching this on YouTube. And we just thank you for, for uh, stepping in with us and we hope that you can grow spiritually with us and be encouraged in your faith. And so take that next step. And if you were encouraged by this broadcast, if you were inspired by this, we pray uh, that you would support us and support this ministry. So you can, you can give on the link there online or you can text Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you have an amazing Mother's Day celebrating moms and uh, feel the rest and the joy of Jesus with you. Talk to you soon. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He's better than you think. Happy Mother's Day. Now listen to this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Ah, I blew it. I read it wrong. No, 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 keep going. Why? Because I'm in a verse. I can uh, read. Uh, I'll redo it. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 I'll start so reading it again. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.